What's happening everybody? Big Redneck Champ here. Welcome back to another big fat episode of Big Redneck Champ's podcast. I am your host. Delighted to have you guys here. Big Redneck Champ himself. You know the sign of a serious fucking guy. Guy talks about himself in third person. That's me. That's him. I don't know. <laughs> like that guy on Boardwalk Empire, Remus. Uh, maybe that was a legal thing. He was trying to uh, not incriminate himself as much. I don't know. Fuck. That's uh, who knows. Who knows? You know. Who knows? <sighs> what are you fucking kidding me away? Oh my gosh. I'm just reminiscing um, about about working and living in an Italian neighborhood. Um, you know what? Though I don't want to feel like the Italians are getting picked on. So I'm going to make fun of Chinese people for a while, right? So bear with me. I was on this construction site. And uh, holy fuck, that's where you want to see some Italian guys. But fucking this Chinese crew of guys, they were fucked. I don't know what the fuck these guys were doing. But everything in this house was such a fucking mess. And uh, (laughs) one guy, I don't know if I told this story, but the one guy had a fucking chainsaw. And... uh, (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. This guy's got a gas-powered chainsaw inside the fucking house. I, like, what are you doing, man? <laughs> and then the other guy, he was definitely the leader. My buddy's like, look at this guy, man. He's like fucking Clint Eastwood here with the fucking chainsaw. Every time he revs it up, the guys are all excited. Like, that's their leader. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what was going on. Every fucking, I was there to just install a water heater. But every pipe was going the wrong direction. There was no straight pipes or wires anywhere. Another guy was there to hook up the water filtration system. And it was just like, they just poured concrete on this fucking, like, they looked just mess of pipes and wires. And then I went outside, I had a four foot fucking drill bit hooked up to my cam go, like for a pilot hole. I've never needed a four feet, a four foot fucking drill bit. It's so excessive. I put that thing in balls deep and it didn't come out the other side. I'm like, how the fuck? What's going on with this wall cap? How can it be more than four feet? Where the fuck is this thing going? It was, uh, I don't know. And then that guy with the chainsaw. Honestly, I I wanted to stick around to see what was going to happen, but I'm pretty sure that house would have imploded on itself. I'm not saying all Chinese workers are like this. Chinese are probably the best workers on the planet. Chinese and Mexicans, they, they... are definitely the hardest workers on the planet. Is these specific fucking guys were absolute fucking hacks. It was uh holy shit. Fuck uh but yeah with uh Indian China I just I've never been over there but I think I, I think there's very little care put towards um safety especially working conditions and shit like that. It's almost like people are just expendable. Uh, driving too, it's like, holy fuck. The absolute disregard for laws and the value of human life, it's like shit. But that's, you know, that happens everywhere. It's just fucking, uh, I can't stand when people are like, oh, people over here drive terribly. It's like people everywhere drive terribly. People get impatient. Yeah, And driving brings out a different side of people. Like, I say some of the most horrible shit ever when I'm driving. I get so upset. Um, actually, Louis has, CK has a great bit about this. Um, about, like, you know, imagine... Um, it's something like if, if 
you took like your driving self or like the way people operate while they're driving and put it out in regular conversation, just get upset and like, fuck you! Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's a good bit. I don't want to... I'm pretty much saying the same thing, but I don't want to uh, just do a shittier job of that bit. Anyway, as far as driving goes in every other aspect of life, um, you can't change everybody. You can only fucking decide what you're going to do. And you can still be fucking a decent person. Uh, the other thing is you kind of have to adapt to wherever you are, you know. Um, if you're driving in a busy city or any place where there's a lot of traffic, you're going to have to be a little more aggressive to get places... Uh, it is what it is, you know. I, I used to be extremely fucking aggressive. Uh, well, to be honest, though, it's just like I, I had high blood pressure. I was really high strung. Like I, uh, I still, I still have problems. But like, I just, I didn't want to live that way anymore. I don't know if I could live like that. They had bad skin, and the stuff they wore looked cheap and thrown together. I'm trying to reference Goodfellas, obviously. They talked about hitting their kids with broomsticks, and still they paid no mind. Oh, fuck. What are you going to do? You, you get hit with a broomstick so many times after a while, it's just kind of like, yeah. It's like um, people who beat the shit out of their animals. It's like, your animal, like, you don't have to really fucking do that. It's like, if you always hit your animal, eventually he's going to be like, okay, well, this guy's fucked. And then he's going to stop seeing that as a punishment or being afraid. He's just going to be fucked in the head. But, like, if you're nice to him and then, like, every once in a while you get really mad when he fucks up, then he's going to feel so bad. Because, well, right now I'm talking about dogs. But, like, they live to fucking serve their, their fucking owner, their master, their fucking companion. They're just, like, the most loving, trusting fucking animal in the world. It breaks my heart when uh, people don't uh, respect that bond. But whatever. Anyway. There's still, I mean, I'm talking about dogs. There's still humans that beat the shit out of their kids. I mean, that's, it's fucked up. But, uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? That's another good bit that Louis, Louis C.K., he's one of my babies, uh, has. It's just like how it's not legal to hit any person. You can't be violent towards any person except children. That's like, this <laughs> is so fucking backwards. These small, helpless people that look to you to keep them safe and protected. And they're the only people you're allowed to fucking hit. Like, how the fuck is that ever... Like, and it, it, here, too, it's like, in Canada, like, what the fuck? That's where it goes too far, where you're trying to protect people's cultures and beliefs. Once... I, I, I believe in protecting people's cultures and beliefs, but once it comes to abusing children, it's like, where's the line? That should be... The line should be much fucking further before that. Once they start going, and they always do, once they start going after children, it's like you got to, uh, like, religions and beliefs and shit. Um, or whatever. If, if someone's culture involves hitting their fucking, their kids or sometimes even their wives, it's like that culture's fucked. You need to fix that. Um, or at least leave that fucking shit behind. It's a lot of, the, the other thing is coming to the new world. I don't know if this is still the new world. Um, but like, just leave all the bullshit behind. Take the, the good stuff along with you. Leave all that fucking crazy religious shit and horrible fucking old fashioned ways of, uh, the hurtful stuff anyway. You know, anyway. Well, I mean, that's what I love about evolution. I mean, when it actually is occurring, it's like you take the fucking good stuff and you leave the other shit behind. You just take the dominant and fucking, uh, the, um, the better genes. And then we all get better as we go. 
the other thing, all, all the, the racial differences eventually will just go away. It's like Bulwark said, well, I'll just keep fucking till they're the same color. Now that's, you know, it seems crazy, but that is uh, some real shit that will just occur naturally. And then we'll have the best genes of all fucking uh, peoples. But genetics are one thing. Ideologies are another matter entirely. Um, ideologies can override what we know in our heart deep down what is good or bad. I mean, what causes harm to ourselves or others, we understand why that's bad. Whether we want to admit it or not, or whether we get all wrapped up in some fucking bullshit, we know, like, everyone knows it's wrong to harm children. There's no fucking way, um, like, unless you're the most broken fucking person ever. That person needs, will never be fixed again. That person needs to be killed or fucking whatever. Just locked in a cell for eternity. But, um... But that's the thing. That's how powerful ideologies are. They can override the most fucking basic, uh, in, like in, the things ingrained in our very fucking beings. They can override that shit. I remember I was talking to a religious person. Again, I got to give my disclaimer. I had way too much time on my hands. I was talking on YouTube commentary like a fucking uh, absolute waste of life. All right. Fuck off. No, I mean, I did, and, and also my defense that I, I did often have stimulating and uh, enlightening conversation with people. Uh, obviously, that wasn't always the case, but every once in a while, so it was worth it to me. Um, but one person said that, like, talking, I love how there's so many snob cunts on YouTube comments commenting on how they're too good for YouTube comments. Everyone else is a fucking loser except for, or any, any media platform. Everyone else is a loser except for that one person that's saying that. But anyway, um, this one person we were talking about religion. Now, religion is is a fascinating thing. And it's not just to be a smug cocksucker and be like, I'm better than you or whatever. I, I genuinely like to hear different people's takes. And it doesn't matter if people are from the exact same religion. Everyone has a completely different view of what it is and how it works. And um, I'm always interested to hear that shit. And so... I was talking to this lady and she said, I'm like, would you like harm your children if your religion said to? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, would you actually kill your child if you thought your God wanted you to? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, no further questions, Your Honor. <laughs> like there's nothing else needs to be said. If something like, I mean, that, that is fucking insane. It's like, it's like the death penalty. I, I, I think, yeah, some people probably should be put to death, but we have the only way I would ever fucking want that to be is if we had a, a fucking legal system that was free of corruption, which we don't, we'll never have. So I don't think we should ever have the death penalty because then you have a corrupt fucking legal system that can kill people. And that's fucked. And that's, I mean, with religion, it's like, yeah, it's like they're going to tell you not to kill, but then they can fucking twist everything around so they're allowed to kill people or abuse them or take advantage of people and it's fucked you just uh again it all relates back to the same thing absolute power corrupts absolutely um it's the same thing uh, religions corporations fucking uh government like forms of government fucking different groups they're all fucked um once they once they attain a certain level of power like it's very very difficult you got to have like systems in place to try to prevent it but most of that is just for show most of that's just to make certain people happy, and uh, fuck, sometimes even that's not there. We're not even pretending to be, like, not corrupt or not fucked, and 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's better or worse, if it's progress or fucking... Uh, I don't know. Anyway, enough about this shit. I always get fucking going on this shit. I was trying to make fun of Italians again. Um, I remember I was working at this grocery store. And these fucking guys... The one guy comes and he asks me for fucking Twinkies. I swear to God, I could not understand what the fuck he was saying. I was like, what the fuck is a Twinkie? Um... I, I, I honestly, I, I was, I thought he, I, I, I thought he was saying some kind of doily or something. It was so hard to understand this guy. He's like, hey, buddy, what are you guys doing? He's what the fuck? And uh, it turned out he was saying turkey, but he was actually saying doiki. Hey, well, you got the doikis over here. Come on, man. And he's like, he's like, I need a frozen bird stuffed like a butter bowl or something. And I don't know if I said this out loud, but I was like right over here next to the beef joiki because I thought that was funny. I probably thought of that several months later not very quick on my feet and also this guy did not have a sense of humor um <laughs> just, just like uh, italian accents i'm used to but this guy had like a specific fucking like almost almost like some kind of weird new york thing going on it's like dude <laughs> but like to just be angry that i don't understand him it's like dude are you fucking kidding me also he was standing in the middle of the fucking toiki section the whole time they're all around him. this guy couldn't walk in any direction without bumping into toikis and I don't know. It was, it was just fucking maddening. But uh, the best was the one guy comes up. He's like, hey, Sarah, where, where do you have it? I'm like, huh? He was, uh, finally I got the fucking, got him to slow down. I'm swinging my hands around while I'm saying this to mimic. Um, well, a lot, of, a lot of the guys are so expressive with their hands. You can actually see what the fuck they're they're saying and almost like there's like an image of the dust in the air of them fucking pantomiming the goddamn shit out i've actually even had one guy compliment me on my uh, ability to speak italian or, or he's just he's so happy that uh so many young guys there do and it's like i i was just faking and i fucking I, I never understood that language a lot of people there did but a lot of times you could just figure out what people are looking for um even with just just even with just some broken ass English, and sometimes you can just figure it out. Um, but anyway, yeah, this guy kept asking for toast bread, and I was like, "You want me to toast your fucking bread? Like, what do you want? Some fucking boiled water too? What the fuck is your problem?" So it turns out some some Italian guy came out and found it for me. He was just looking for plain old white bread, munja cake, cracker, fucking white people bread. But he calls it toast bread because they just have it as like a special thing where you have toast and jam with white people bread. But you would never consider that regular bread, so you just call it toast bread. And I was like, what? How the fuck am I supposed to know that? Um, I don't know. But I thought it was hilarious. So he's like, what do you have at the toast and the bread? He's like, you, you seriously want me to toast your fucking bread? Like, <laughs> I'm going to get a loaf of bread off the shelf, fire up a fucking toaster... And then what, what you're going to get at home is dry it dry out. <laughs> I don't fucking know. But you know what, as, as ridiculous as that was, I was going to say retarded, but uh, I, 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 I've been told that's an offensive term, which I think is retarded, honestly, uh, ironically enough. But whatever. You know what, it's a hill I don't want to fucking die on. I'm just going to let it go. Uh, so anyway, this... Um, oh yeah, we used to sell fucking hard-boiled eggs. No one was buying hard-boiled eggs, but also the uh, typical, the, like uh, most of the customers in that store were um, like old-fashioned freaking Europeans and shit that just grew everything and made everything from scratch. So 
all this pre-made shit was never selling. The worst was they because it was uh, heavily in an Italian neighborhood. They had all this fucking shit that was like Pillsbury fucking Italian fucking style crescent rolls. What fucking old goddamn Nona that fucking grew up in fucking Italy is going to make Pillsbury fucking crescent rolls? Or this frozen fucking pre-made dinner that say like Italian fucking our compliments whatever fucking <laughs> some shitty fucking pasta noodles. Like, who the fuck is buying these things? Now, or they had all these fucking, like, $30 fucking fancy olive oil bottles. They wasted a whole four-feet section in the fucking uh, condiment aisle on this fucking stupid overpriced shit for fancy yuppies that never cooked a fucking thing in their life. So, we go to the fucking new neighborhood and open up a new store, and it's mostly fucking white mungy fucking cake uh, like rich um, condo folk and I'm telling you you couldn't keep those fucking douchebag olive oil bottles shaped like a fucking pear or whatever the fuck it was you couldn't keep them on the shelf I remember one of my uh, one of my more uh, well spoken bosses was like I could take a shit on this fucking shelf and it would be gone I wouldn't even have to put a price tag on it <laughs> like you couldn't fucking the sales were unreal because nobody they would buy anything. They had so much money in no time and just went boom, 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 boom. Uh, it was like the busiest store. It was, well, it was the main store for all of that company. Um, but yeah, the, the difference was crazy. But you couldn't sell baking products. It's nobody, nobody was baking. It's like Andrew Dice Clay said, he's like, I, I don't bake. Um, he, he was like offended that they wanted him to bake on some terrible fucking reality show. Well, he's, he's a misogynist. That's why he wouldn't do it. Actually, it was funny. On his show, um, <laughs> he's calling, he had to call the fucking like, helpline on this thing of pancakes. He's freaking out because he's trying to make pancakes, and he can't do it. And uh, he's like, you don't understand my problems. <laughs> I guess the quantity was too much, and he was like, his family left him. And I don't know. It's, it's I'm not going to do it justice by giving you this awkward fucking explanation. If you guys like Andrew Dice Clay, um, you'll appreciate the show Dice. It's on uh, Crave, or at least it was. Um, I fucking, I, I don't know why, I just love that guy a lot. <laughs> a lot of his shit is just, yeah, simplistic and fucking uh, whatever, but I, I don't know, I just love it. And uh, his show is just fucking hilarious. I, I really enjoyed it. But anyway, um, but yeah, there's, there's this just interesting to observe people how they operate I think I already told this story but I just got to relive this trauma one last time and, and make you guys suffer through it too but like one of the worst interactions I had was this old fucking uh, Polish lady that was just like um, what's it called oh yeah she comes up she's like Young man. I, I can't really do a Polish accent anymore but um She's just like, oh, what are you have oven paper? I'm like, what? Um, okay. Or no, I'm like, I'm like, oh, right this way, ma'am. I take her to the oven paper section. Like now, I got fucking tin foil, parchment paper, fucking cheesecloth. I don't even know what the fuck that shit's for, but people always fucking ask me for it. Uh, every single paper that has anything to do with fucking oven. I sure uh, every single paper we have in the fucking grocery store. Uh, shelf paper, parchment paper, fucking wax paper. She's like, no, no, this isn't it. Uh, where do you have the oven paper? And I'm like, like, I, like I'm fucking hiding it from her. Like, this is some sort of fucking negotiation tactic. Like, I gotta make her ask ten times before I give it to her. 
And I'm like, um, this is all the paper. She's like, why won't you check in the back? And I was like, well, because it's not, like, if I could be honest, it's because it's not there. There's no empty holes on the shelf. Why would you think that, like, you think oven paper is some special product? I mean, it is special because it doesn't fucking exist. Not in, not in this dimension or any other. But you think if it's not carried on the shelf, you have to ask specifically, and then I go in the warehouse and get it for you? And so I go, I'm like, yeah, no problem. I'll go in the back and check. I go in the back. I was looking at the fucking deli supplies. Obviously, this this product doesn't exist. So, I mean, but true to my word, I go back to check. <sighs> um, anyway, then I go back out there and I say, hey, yeah, um, sorry, there's nothing back there, ma'am. And she's like, you won't even get me, get it for me. I'm like, like, again, like she just wants to flip out at me because she wants to like insist that this product does exist and that um, I'm just refusing to get it for her. And it's like, lady, you're an absolute cunt. If this product existed, I wouldn't, like, keep it from you. I want you out of my fucking face. I would give you any product if it would lead to you getting the fuck away from me and stop talking to me so I can work. But anyway, she's like, fine, you're not going to? Then, and she fucking pushes her shopping cart at me. Like, luckily, she's weak as fuck. Um, and, like, it couldn't actually hurt me. But, like, and then she stormed off. Because she, I guess she thought I'd be like, no, please come back. I want some horrible cunt in this fucking store to, to fucking give us all a hard time. Um, every single fucking day about products that don't even exist. And then she went and tried to tell my boss that I was a fucking, like, being really mean and rude to her. And, um... Actually, at least he had my back. He was one of my 10 fucking bosses, but he was just like, no, I, I think it must be a misunderstanding because he's, uh, he's one of the, one of the, you know, nicest guys we have. And I was, definitely was. It took me so long to get so angry and fucking bitter that I could never tolerate that shit anymore. Um, and I would have, I would have, in today's fucking world, I would have put her head through the fucking wall. Um, and I would have taken her home and just fucking murdered her in front of her family and said, you, I don't know. I don't know if you guys did this to her, but you didn't stop it. Don't let cunts like this out in public anymore. Cause I, I, it's just an abuse and a fucking drain on the, on the society itself. Anyway, I got to, uh, get to work. I love you all. Got to go service some wonderful customers. What's happening everybody? Big Redneck Chip here. How's everybody doing? I was just reminiscing inside my head about a uh, children's story I remember from when I was a little guy. Um, anyway, what was it? I, uh, I don't know if I told this story or not. It's a good one, though. It warrants repeating. Like I, like I keep saying, we're 170-something episodes in. Quit, quit breaking my balls over here. I'm going to repeat myself quite a bit, okay? And I'm not sorry about it. Not at all. Anyway, here we go. So, this guy, right? He's, uh, I, <laughs> I gotta, uh, wait, uh, hold on. What am I, oh, yeah, anyway, so this guy, he, he's, he's having a rough time. He's got a wife, he's got a kid, you know, he's got a, he, or no, he's got a couple of kids and, and his wife and uh, his house is all fucked up and crazy and shit. And he's like, so he goes to this wise man, as people did before the internet. You had to go to the local wise man. That's what you did. Whoever the fuck that was, you know. Um, I mean, maybe it was not a wise woman. You got to find some old person fucking loaded with wisdom, all right? So, uh, anyway, 
go see this fucking decrepit old bastard. And uh, I don't know why I'm saying it with so much contempt. <laughs> and he says, uh, you know, I'm having trouble. I got this, uh, you know, I got my wife and the kids. The house is a fucking mess. I got a dog and a cat and they're fucking just, it's its just crazy. I can't take it. I'm so stressed out. I get home from work and blah, 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 bada, bada, bing, bada, boom. It's, it's a whole thing, right? And uh, so anyway, the wise man's like, all right, this is what you're going to do. Go and get yourself three goats and, uh, and, let, and, and bring them in your house. They're going to live in your house. He's like, hey, what? That's fucking insane. He's like, just listen to me. He's like, ah, this is the wisest guy our town has. He's the only wise man. I got to listen to him, okay? So he listens to him. He brings home these fucking goats. And then, um, of course, the goats are shitting all over the place. They chew on everything. They can't stop fucking. They just don't eat anything. They're eating the fucking wallpaper. This is an old story. A lot of people had wallpaper back in the day. Um, so anyway, he goes to the wise man the next day. He's like, it's fucking so much worse. And um, the wise man is like, now I want you to get five chickens. And bring them into your house to live inside your house with you. And he's like, that's fucking insane. This is the opposite of fucking help. So he gets the fucking chickens, and he's got chickens living. I don't know if you guys have ever had chickens living in your house. It's not pleasant. Even having chickens living just outside your house can be a little bit, uh, whatever. Um, anyway, it is what it is. I've been told the right amount of chickens is five. No more, no less. Um, if you're just, you know, raising a few. Anyway, so the guy's freaking the fuck out. Now the chickens are shitting everywhere. They're clucking. They're fucking just... It's a fucking mess. They're laying eggs everywhere. Um, and, and they're getting smushed by the fucking goats. And the go It's just, it's a fucking disaster. And his kids are freaking out about everything. His wife is fucking livid. She's like, what the fuck are you doing with all these fucking animals? So the goddamn wise man, that on, on day three or whatever, he's like, now I want you to get five donkeys or donkeys as they say in Brooklyn for some reason and so he gets five fucking donkeys of course he's like this is fucking insane this wise man is off his fucking rocker um like actually the guy's falling out of his fucking rocker chair that's where this rocking chair this is where this fucking expression comes from this fucking this has got to be some kind of sick joke this is before reality tv but fucking that's what it feels like it feels like a prank is going on here so anyway, he's got the five donkeys. I'm going to skip ahead to the end. We're a month in. This guy's got every fucking animal in living in his house. It's such a fucking nightmare. It's so loud. The whole place reeks of different animals. Shit. They're ripping each other to shreds. These animals. It's fucking horrible. So finally he goes to the fucking wise man. He's like, you've ruined my fucking life. I don't know what your game is. You're fucked. You're the worst fucking wise man ever. And um, anyway, this is uh, at the end of it. The, the wise man's like, now I want you to get rid of all the animals. And then he does. He's like, oh, my pleasure. Fuck, he goes and he kills every single one of the fucking animals and uh, just throws their carcasses off a cliff. And um, and then the wise man, he's like, well, what the fuck was the point of all this shit? And he's like, I, he's like well, how, how do you feel now? It's just you your wife and your kids one cat one dog he's like it feels like heaven 
I feel so fucking happy. I'm so much, like I just, I, I couldn't be happier. It's so much more peaceful. We got the house cleaned up. There's so much less noise. I'm, I'm just, I'm so much happier now. And he's like, see, it could always be worse. That's the, that's the, um, that's the title of the book. I wouldn't give you the title because that would have spoiled the surprise ending. But um, the point was, is he fucking ended off exactly where he began, but with a completely different perspective on everything. It could be so much fucking worse than it is now. Um, obviously, that was the moral. I don't remember the actual story and how it went, the, the specific details. I just get the general fucking gist of it. The general fucking um, whatever. I love old fucking tales and old fables like Aesop's Fables or even shit from like holy books or whatever. Like they're just borrowed fucking myths and shit like from holy scriptures that just, you know... Um, they hijack all this shit and claim it as their own, or they claim that without fucking devoting yourself entirely to their fucking shit, giving them everything you got, letting them control your mind, you can't have these fables. It's like you can't have these fucking morals and lessons without them. It's so absurd. Again, it's exactly the same as a pimp that fucking just abuses the shit out of someone and, and devalues them and, and makes them feel like creates all this self-hatred, but also this dependency, and makes their, um, their fucking hookers feel like, uh, they can't survive without them, that's exactly how these things fucking, all, they all operate on these same basic principles, and it's like, you don't need that shit at all, um, but, you know, if you, like I say, thinking critically and making your own choices can be very fucking stressful, um, and it really builds up on you after a while, and so, if you want to give up your free will to some fucking group or some person or some organization, by all means, just do it, and don't, don't let me fucking make you feel bad about it, because that's not what I'm here to do, I just want to pass along a little bit of wisdom, mostly I just like complaining about shit in my life, um, but, but mostly, when you, when you are passing along wisdom, it just, it's just like yanking your dick and trying to make yourself feel better. Um, I mean, metaphorically, I'm not yanking it right now, but it's just a way of trying to, uh, you know, when you're giving, it's one thing to be thinking and, and taking advice, but when you're fucking giving advice, it puts you in a position of power, and imagine position of, uh, power, because you're, you're, you know, <laughs> it's a douchey thing to do a lot of times, but having said that, I always do see things from both sides. If you're not passing along wisdom, if it, like somebody's just like, I'm the greatest, I'm the greatest, I'm the greatest, I'm the greatest. Okay, well, wow, maybe you are the greatest. Um, but it's like, I, I think a way better thing to brag about would be, I helped other people be great. I, I passed along all this shit. Um, you know, I worked as a team rather than just fucking looking out for like doing things myself. Some people are, you know, you gotta be able to do both. Work uh, solo, be, be comfortable inside your head. Uh, working on your own, but you also got to be able to work as a team. I've, I've been so many times where I got so into what I was doing. I thought I was so great at whatever job or whatever thing I was working at, but then I got to the point where I didn't want to work with anybody else because I was like, ah, oh, everyone else fucking sucks. Uh, I, I'm so great. You know, you get to this point. We all do. It's in one one fucking aspect or another, whatever it may be. And it's like you should uh, 
constantly to, you know, take a step back and say, well, why don't I try to uh, make someone else fucking good at this, you know? Because obviously someone would took the time, or uh, at some point I was emulating someone else who taught me how to do shit. So it's like, you gotta pay that shit forward, you gotta pass it on. Or, or at least I believe it. Um, that's like redundant, you should never have to say that. Like, in my opinion, like, you're giving your opinion. Or, I do declare. <laughs> You don't have to say that. You can just declare something. Um, but regardless, I think these phrases exist for a fucking reason. I don't like to get bogged down in semantics. Having said that, I also love getting bogged down in semantics. Clearly. Fuck, that takes up a lot of my fucking day. Anyway, I was reminiscing about uh, another stage of my life when I did telemarketing. I don't know if I was there for two weeks or a month or whatever. It's one of those jobs where it's like... The turnover rate is less than one shift. Because most people are like, I would rather die than do this. And I'm one of those people. I would actually, if that were my life again, fucking telemarketing, I would probably kill myself. Well, I mean, I would kill every single person um, in the building. And anyone who ran the fucking shit, including anyone who's doing that job, because it's like your life is, all our lives are just not worth living. But it is what it is, you know, it's fucking, uh, when you're young, you'll almost do fucking anything. Like the fucking work I used to do and, and sometimes even still do, it's just like, holy shit. When you're hungry and you want money and you want whatever, you're, you're you know, you're, 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 again, to give the metaphor of the fucking hooker, like if you're desperate enough, you're going to do shit you can't even fucking imagine. Um, luckily it never came to that. But if I had a choice between fucking blowing dudes under their fucking bridge or telemarketing, I'd be under that fucking bridge so fast. Fuck. As long as I didn't have to call people on the phone at, at dinner time and try to sell them shit. Well, even to use the, the hooker metaphor again, but in, in a literal sense, not the metaphor, a guy that I knew that was uh, driving him, not, not, not a pimp, but just a guy that's driving, you know, essentially like a, just a driver anyway. Um... He's like, fuck, I, I um, used to do, like, some brutal, brutal fucking construction work. Uh, and, like, you know, like, digging shit, like, with a shovel, like, back-breaking fucking horrible shit that no one ever wants to fucking do. Uh, you have to be extremely fucking desperate, again, to do this fucking shit. Um, I think everyone should, or at least for a short period, do all these fucking jobs just so that they can fucking get an appreciation for what people fucking go through. But long-term, it's fucking hell. Um, anyway, he was saying, he's like, if I had a choice between fucking, uh, doing what these girls are doing or, or going back to fucking <laughs> digging holes with a shovel or fucking being out in the goddamn freeze, but whatever the fuck, going back to that work, he's like, I I'd be fucking, fucking dudes, I don't give a shit, like, <laughs> um, anyway, it is what it is, it's, it's crazy, uh, what we will do to survive, it's, um, Anyway, doing this fucking telemarketing job, it was so fucked. But I think I was like 14 or 15, so it was really hard to get work. Um, and this place was paying, I, I don't know if they were even paying minimum wage, but the thing is, is one hour at this job is like 20 hours, 20 fucking years off of your life. It's hell. It's hell. You're like, and, and not only that, the fucking guy running the place was such an absolute cunt. I think I told this story before. It was like this feisty old gay dude. Um, 
not gay in a fun way, but gay in like just a, oh, maybe he's fun sometimes, but he was such an absolute cunt. And he told us that we had to come in, and we're young, we don't know any better, we had to come in an hour early every day, unpaid, and just for a fucking meeting, I'm, I'm using air quotes right now, and he would just ream us out for an hour and tell us that we were shit and that we suck and that we uh, are terrible, whatever. Um, you know, the usual. I don't know, I was young, I heard that so often, it just you just get so used to it, uh, being told you're shit and, and, and all that. Uh, I don't know. I felt like that happened quite a lot. I don't know, I talked to other people, it's not always the case with everybody else, but... Um, and then it's like, and then I wonder when I talk to a fucking uh, therapist as a grown-ass fucking middle-aged man about having all this fucking self-loathing. Like, it didn't just fucking appear there, like these weird growths on my skin. Like, that shit was fucking instilled by a lot of fucking, uh, a lot of fucking people. However, you don't have to listen to that shit. Even though it's there, you can fucking deal with it. You can definitely fucking, uh, overcome that shit and, and a lot fucking worse. A lot of people have overcome a lot worse than uh, what I've gone through. But again, I even even saying that constantly is me devaluing my own fucking shit. Or uh, I'm trying to put it in perspective, but I'm all, it's also linked to the whole fucking de debasing myself or devaluing. Um, regardless, I uh, I get to start therapy again in fucking January because my fucking uh, shit benefits reset but anyway yeah fuck that telemarketing shit was so fucking awful it was so bad and I was ter terrible at it too because I used to just always do impressions of everybody as soon as someone had a fucking voice that I found amusing I couldn't even help it I, I would start mimicking that voice so if someone answered the phone they had like laryngitis I'd be like hello I'd be like hello and like I would never I would commit I would never stop like or if someone had an accent I would mimic their accent and I would never back off because then it would be obvious that I was just mocking them. So then I would commit and I would keep going. Um, surprisingly enough, that didn't work uh, very well. I thought it would. I'd be like, oh, this guy sounds just like me. <laughs> He's also got laryngitis or a weird accent or uh, whatever. Actually, it was funny. I, I think I told this story recently. I don't fucking know. Uh, my friend, she, she was from... Um, England and she met someone with almost the same accent or, or similar English accent and um, they both it was a, a waitress or something or, or a server whatever the fucking term is and um, she or maybe she was I don't know one of them was the customer one was one of them was the server one of them was the served and they were getting really uh, agitated at each other and then after she's like are you she, oh no, she said, are you taking the piss of my, out of my accent? She's like, no. I thought you were taking the piss out of my accent. They both thought that the other person was mocking them. Because that happens a lot. Where you're, um, Like, it's okay to mock certain people. British people are not a uh, protected class of people. So it's okay to mock them. Like other, other races or, or, or nationalities or whatever. You're not supposed to. But um, the Brits are not protected. Maybe one day they will be. Um, but certainly uh, not now. And not them. And um, yeah, they both thought the other person was making fun of their accent. And uh, I just thought that was fucking hilarious. Priceless stuff. It's so much funnier, ironically, though, in her accent. I cannot do it at all. She has such a beautiful um, accent way of speaking. 
and uh, I can't. I tried to get it, and I just can't. That's one I just can't. I don't know. Now I, and I'm struggling to get any fucking voices right, like our impressions or whatever. I don't know uh, if there's a point. In, oh, I, actually, I think I cracked this open. This, I cracked this case wide open. It's a memory issue because I can't even remember how people sound. I can't impersonate them anymore. I was wondering why all of a sudden my brain would stop doing that. It's a weird fucking thing. It's a weird, like, skill to just lose. I don't know if you call it a skill. Um, it's weird to just, one day you have it and then, and then it's gone. It's bizarre. It's not something you'd expect to lose, is, is what I mean. Like, it's like a lot of things you expect to just fucking, ah, this doesn't work anymore. Eh. But like I say, you got to look at it the other way. Instead of worrying about what you, you know, doesn't work anymore, just work, work, or focus on what fucking does. Oh, I was uh, reminded of another story. We're talking about feisty old gay dudes. Um, I went to one of my uh, cousin's birthday parties. I think it was his 50th. And it was me, my ma, um, and a couple of other cousins. And then, um, and then like, I don't know, probably 20 or 30 old gay dudes, like between 40 and 70. And uh, a lot of real feisty ones, but like I said before, that one guy's not a fun gay dude, or maybe he is in another context. These guys were all fucking hilarious. They were so much fun to party with. But as one of the only non-gay dudes there, um, there were some awkward situations. <laughs> Plus being there with my ma, it's, because um, it's a family thing, it's my ma's cousin, so it's like, um, but anyway, I mean, my mom's cousin's my cousin. I, I, I've looked that up so many times, how, how that works when you have, like, first cousin, second cousin, third cousins, fucking twice removed. I thought that was, like, something that, like, like specifically, like, an Irish thing, you know, being, like, uh, removed from the family because you're, like, a drunk fucking disaster or something. And this guy's been twice removed. Um, you know, it happens. But they're still your cousins, even no matter how many times they've been removed. Uh, blood is blood, you know. Sanguine, wait, how do you say that in Latin? Fuck, I don't remember. Familia Estoda, as uh, Mark Margolis said in, um, uh, I love that scene with uh, the two brothers or whatever, um, where he's like, oh, I want my, uh, he's like, I'm mad, I want him to die or whatever, and he's like, oh, okay. So then he fucking starts drowning his, uh, drowning his brother, and then he tries to save him, and just trying to make a point. It's like, shit. I mean, you'd never forget that. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever almost drowned. Uh, anytime you've almost died or almost watched someone else die, you, you'll definitely remember that forever. Um, I think it's a bit extreme. I kind of did that one time to a guy. I was really upset about a lot of things, and I was just... I think what it was was this guy was reminding me of me when I was young, and I thought I was very weak, and uh, I couldn't stand it. The guy kept complaining and whining and crying and shit, and... Um, I just couldn't stand it. I was like, I don't want to listen to this shit, buddy. You're in your fucking 20s and you're crying worse than I did, like, when I was a little kid. And I don't want to hear it. Like, I, I'm, I'm fucking tweaking, man. Like, I've been in the woods for fucking days with no food or fucking water or anything. And I'm, I'm doing my own thing. But, like, you're crying right now and I, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. And, um... And then, then he said he didn't want to live or something. I, I think he said he wanted to die uh, in some way, shape, or form. I don't know. I was fucking tweaked right the fuck out at this point. I was not sane at all. And 
I had this, I always have sharp items and uh, allegedly, I mean, this is not a true story at all, I, I swear. And um, so I <laughs> grabbed him and I was like, I'm gonna start poking a bunch of fucking holes in you and you're gonna start bleeding severely until you die. And that's fine with me. You can scream and cry the whole fucking time, get it out of your system, and then it'll be done. And then he's like, no, stop, fucking stop it. Like, and um, I was like, so you do want to live? I'm like, wait, say it. And then he, and I got him to say it a few times. And I'm like, oh, okay, then shut the fuck up. Again, this is a situation where, you know, you just got to make a point. It was a little extreme, but I was just so fucking sick of hearing it. And it's like, um... Sometimes you have to do extreme stuff. Um, maybe, maybe that was completely unwarranted. But um, I don't know. Fuck. What are you going to do? These things happen. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I try to just be a nice, nice guy and, and um, get along and, and just be nothing. You know, just hug. All about hugs and love and, and, and having a good time. But every once in a while, you know, especially in the woods, something primal can take over. I remember one time I beat the shit out of this this guy, and I, I I I don't know, like I knew what I was doing, but I also felt bad. I was like, <sighs> but I, I talked to him the next day about it, and I was just like, fuck, you know, I I just feel like part of me still thinks it was the right thing to do. Again, though, I'm not bragging. I, I don't think I, I take no pride in fights that I won or where I was uh, favored, like you know this. It was, it was really sad, actually, to do this shit. I, I, um, I'm way more proud of the fights I lost, where I fought guys that were way tougher than me, and, and I fucking lost, but at least I, I tried sort of thing. You know, and that's a whole metaphor, too, where it's... Uh, well, how did Rocky put it? You know, he's just like, it's not about um, how hard you can hit, it's how hard you can get hit and keep getting up and keep going. That's a good metaphor for life. I mean, to actually engage in fucking physical violence is quite fucking silly, especially as a grown adult. Um, but, you know, to just keep trying at life and stuff, that that's way more important. Anyway, I didn't get to finish that fucking story, so put a pin in that, and uh, I'll pick that up later, the fucking the gay birthday fucking thing. I don't know, I found it to be quite an amusing story. See, the thing is, I can play the whole fucking thing inside my head, but I gotta actually get it out without getting uh, sidetracked by weird shit. Um, anyway, I love you all. Be well. Be gay as in fucking happy, or uh, if you're fucking gay, you can do that too. Uh, shit, it's, it's 2023. You can do anything you fucking want. It's gonna be 2024 soon, guys. Fuck. Get with the times. I love you all. Be well. What's happening, everybody? How's everybody doing? Big Redneck Chip here. What's going on? I, uh, oh, I finally got in to get my hair cut today. Um, oh, it's just such a fresh feeling. I, uh, I don't know. Fuck. I, I, I shaved my own head for freaking ever, and then now I just, uh, I feel like I gotta justify this every time I pay for a haircut because I never used to, and it's just uh, I don't know. The fucking guy charges like ten bucks or twelve bucks or some shit, but it's like I don't know. I, at first couple times he wouldn't even take any money from me because I did some work for the guy, and he's just like, ah, no. I, um, I I was just joking. I was like, oh, he can give me a couple free haircuts, uh, but. 
I was just fucking joking. I don't want anything for free. It's crazy because the people I want to give money to the most are often the most apprehensive to even take it. Because it's like a lot of interactions. It's just like when I spend money, I'm like, fuck. I feel like shit. It's like, why did I give this stupid company money? I hate these cocksuckers. I wish I didn't have to give them anything. And uh, it's so nice to feel the other way. Actually, um, my car is so cheap on gas now, I've been treating myself to full service. But the fucking, they've dropped their prices so much. That it's like, I think they're either the same price or like 0.4 cents a liter more. It's just, anyway, it works out to like, it's, it's completely a minute, like an obscure minuscule amount, the difference. It's just like, fuck. But, um, I love it so much, you know, especially in the cold and shit, you know, got to get up, just sit on your ass and somebody pumps your gaze. That's a good slogan. You sit on your ass, we'll pump your gaze and we'll do it fast. Um, that doesn't actually rhyme because, um, unless you don't the tea. Anyway, but a uh, complimentary service along, or a uh, complimentary edition uh, that goes along with the haircut um, is, is listening to this old guy <laughs> tell me about his views on the world. He's uh, very concerned that kids don't get hit enough anymore. Like, yep, yep, gotta be, you know, he was telling me this story about some, uh, teacher getting rough with a student and then the teacher got in trouble he's just outraged he's like in my day you know you got beat by the teachers and then then for getting in trouble and then when you got home you got beat 10 times worse and um it's like yeah that sounds great that's uh, that's wonderful you know just like the fucking only people in the world that are supposed to keep you safe and protect you are beating the shit out of you it's like uh that's that's a healthy fucking way to grow up absolutely <laughs> and then he's talking about how all all this other shit that's going on is all caused by that he's like oh you know it gets worse and worse ethics you know they're they're gonna call in bomb threats and you know and it's just like okay so you're saying that violence is caused by a lack of violence in the home oh that's interesting but all right whatever going along with it and then he's just going on and on about all this war shit and all this um I don't know, it's just like, I'm like, why, why, he's going on about how the world is like the worst place ever, and it's just like, yeah, but you're only looking at the worst shit, like, I mean, I, I could, I, I would never, I've never once willingly in my life watched the news, like, yeah, that's not healthy either to just not have any clue what's going on in the world, like, I get all my information from other people anyway, so it's like, it's getting to you secondhand anyway, uh, but I see what the news does to people. And it's nothing fucking good. I don't see anything good coming from it. I see people breaking their fucking brains on this shit. And getting all worked up over fucking nonsense. And, um, like this guy is. And I'm just like, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's just not really worth it. And, uh, yeah, beating the shit out of kids, uh, was the answer. Then there would never have been any problems in the world. I mean, shit. Um, to act like all this stuff is new is, I mean, there is some new stuff in the world. And, yeah... But I'm like, there's such a huge middle ground between the extremes here. The extremes being like extreme violence in the home and in school. And then, yeah, of course, the exact opposite or the extreme opposite is awful too, where there's no discipline whatsoever and it's um, it's an absolute shit show. Like, yeah, if I were a teacher, I'd be beating the shit out of my kids. Don't get me wrong. 
Um, I'm not. I mean, so again, I got feet in both camps, but uh, I don't know. Whatever. That's. Uh, I mean, but again, there's a huge, huge fucking gap between beating the shit out of your kids and just teaching them to be decent fucking people. I mean, there, there's. It's like a lot of people think there's no middle ground. It's like that is so fucking absurd. I think the people that grow up all right, they grow up in all right in spite of it, not because of it. I mean, fuck. Um, but anyway. And then people love to talk about how terrible terrorists are. That, that was another thing that's going on about terrorists and all this. And uh, yeah. Now, the thing is, yeah, terrorists are horrible. But they gain all their power is derived from you paying attention to them. If you stop paying attention to them, they go away. Um, yeah, okay, now the thing is, if you don't pay attention to anything, then, uh, then the, you know, whatever, the other groups of, like, government or whatever would fucking run rampant and, and are corrupt as shit, that happens anyway. Um, whether you fucking, if watching the fucking news and getting upset about it was the cure to any fucking issues, the world would have no issues whatsoever. Um, but anyway... You're just being sold. We're all just being sold shit, you know? It's like, fuck, it's... Why Why would we get properly informed when we could just be fucking sold a bunch of shit for some fucking agenda? Um, anyway, it is what it is. If you want real-life information, you come, you've come to the right fucking place right here. This is what I'm going to give you. Or I'm just going to tell you about my day. Um, which is, you know, that, that's real shit giving you the news of what's going on in my life it's uh <laughs> it's real life shit i'm telling you i gain nothing by how you react to it i don't give a fuck um about trying to conjure up some sort of shit or trying to sell you anything um i just i don't know fuck maybe maybe one day i'll start trying to hustle and fucking uh read some ads and fucking get some sponsors and some fucking political backing, start fucking hustling out some political agenda, but anyway, um, yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, if people stop being entertained by violence, atrocities, horrors, and all this shit, a lot of it would decrease, um, I mean, violence has always been a part of civilization, it's almost impossible to imagine a world completely free of violence, maybe one day, um, and horrible shit happening. The, but the thing is, if people would stop be so, being so fucking entertained by it, then um, they kind of, that's kind of what Natural Born Killers was about, is just like how, how much the media just loves like serial killers and shit. And um, the thing is, though, if you're desperate for attention, it's the fucking, it's a surefire way to get it. You just do a bunch of horrible fucking shit, because that's what people want to know about. That's what people are into. Yeah, it's um, wholesome shit is good too, um, but the ratio of the fucking or like how quick, you, how how much fame you will get from doing something horrible versus doing something good, it's 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 absurd. So um, I'm not saying don't do good shit, but of course you should. You should do it just for the goodness in your fucking heart. Actually, if you do it for the fame then that actually kind of derails it or, or kind of uh, devalues it or uh, whatever because you're doing it for the wrong fucking reason. But again, that shouldn't stop you either. Um, 
It's all right wanting credit for shit. I think, uh, well, because I, I think I, I do that too. It's like I, I constantly, or deep down, you know, you just want some fucking validation or a little pat on the head for a certain shit, you know, a little, uh, attaboy. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. But I don't know. It just seems like so many people are just so fucking interested in horrible shit. It's like the most violent shit the most fucking horrible shit that's ever happened. It's all they want to talk about. Just like who has what disease, who died from what and how. Um, all the horrible shit that's going on. Like any sort of car accident or whatever. Just so excited about it. Like it's fucking oh my god. You guys ever been in a car accident? It sucks bad enough without everybody fucking stopping to look at you like you're some kind of fucking animal at the zoo on display for their fucking amusement and then afterwards wanting to talk about it because they got nothing else going on in their lives and it's like oh Jesus Christ that's why I love fucking shows movies or fucking video games where all the violence is pretend play pretend and cause I don't want anyone to get hurt I, you know, I mean, well, I mean, yeah, deep down, I want to fucking kill people and hurt people and fucking set fire to buildings and shit, and I want to do all kinds of fucked up shit, but not enough to actually fucking do it, and that's why it's great to have some sort of outlet where you can get that shit out of your system, where no one actually does get harmed, and you can work through it, um, anyway. You gotta, you gotta silence all those fucking voices telling you to do bad stuff. You gotta, or at least you gotta deal with them. Um, the oh, anyway, that's <laughs> one thing um, I was gonna talk about was if you have, like, I, I, I don't know. I feel like most of us do have these voices in our head telling us we're shit or telling us we're not good enough or like constantly the inner critic or whatever. Um, that's just constantly putting you down and, and, and being a total fucking dick. And in a way, in a fucked up way, that thing is trying, that inner voice is what it's trying to keep you safe. It's a defense mechanism that your brain creates. Uh, but a lot of times there's other people in your life that do that shit. They're constantly putting you down and fucking talking shit. So what I always say in the workplace, this happens a lot, um, and what it, it's a, I don't know, like, fuck, it, again, there's a huge fucking middle ground between, like, being a total, like, abusive piece of shit and just trying to be a dick to everybody all the time and being really fucking mean and hurtful and shit and, and just being, like, way oversensitive and, like, you're not allowed to say anything or do anything or think anything without getting, having a fucking HR meeting about it. Um, there's a huge fucking middle ground between those two extremes. Regardless... In my experience, in, in many workplaces, you'll get bosses or coworkers that are total fucking dicks. So what I always say in those cases, it's, and it's a lot easier to say when you're not in the position, but just fucking ignore it as best you can, but get as good at, at that job as fucking humanly possible. And then once you're that, once you get to that point, you just tell everyone to fuck off, they start hassling you. Because once your work is that good, then no one can talk shit. They can only talk shit to you if you're, you're, there's something fucking wrong. 
Otherwise, then they are just busting your balls and they are just being cunts because they're just fucking bitter and they're just taking out their frustration on you rather than actually just trying to help you be a better fucking worker. But at that point, once you do get to that point, you can tell whoever the fuck it is to go fuck himself. Be like, Look, listen, I'm fucking trying and I'm, I'm doing significantly better. Like, you're, you're being a fucking asshole isn't really helping. Go fuck yourself. Um... And that's, that's the best way to do So that's that should motivate you to do better just to get to that point where you just have to be like, fuck, you don't need this shit. And that's the same thing you got to do with your inner critic. Just imagine it's like your, your boss at some fucking job who keeps being a dick because you're not good at your job because you just fucking started or whatever. And just tell that guy, hey, I need some time to learn how to do this shit. Shut the fuck up. You know, it's one thing if you're not trying. If you're trying... You tell your fuck whether it's your inner critic, your boss, or whoever the fuck else might be second guessing you or trying to bust your fucking balls or whatever. Because honestly, 99% of the time, that fucking person or whatever the fuck that is is just trying to make you feel fucking small and bring you down to their own fucking level or whatever. Um, you don't need that shit. Fucking, you know, and you can't let that shit affect you. So you, you got to use it as motivation. And I'm telling you, it's the exact same thing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm like a fucking middle-aged man now. I'm just finding out a lot of this shit or, or learning how to deal with a lot of this shit myself through uh, cognitive behavioral therapy and whatnot and what have you. Um, so anyway, I thought it was a good analogy because that's the advice I would give um, or a good comparison, whatever. That's the advice I give to anyone who's getting a hard time at work is like just be, get better at your job. Um, because, yeah, that's that's the only way I feel like anyone would even have the fucking, um, well, I mean, not that anyone should be a dick, but, like, you know, someone's shitty at their fucking job, it, you know, it's one thing to talk shit about somebody's work. I, I would take it personally, and I just think Michael Jordan and I took that personally. Look at how much of a dick he was. He was a fucking absolute asshole. Um when it came to playing basketball and training other players and shit. So, I mean, there you go. But, uh, if you got better than him, you could talk shit and be like, fuck you. Look, or, uh, you know, at least I'm trying my best, man. Fuck off. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I, I feel like I'm contradicting myself. I'm always on both sides of the, uh, the thing here. But when it comes to saying like, you know, you're trying, you're putting in effort and shit, you gotta truly believe that shit. And that's a, that's a conversation you really only need to have with yourself, whether or not you're actually fucking putting in the effort. And that's when the point where you can tell, you know, any, any inner critic, like, fuck off, I'm trying, get the fuck, like, leave me the fuck alone. Because again, that inner critic is trying to keep you safe. It is trying to protect you. All that pessimism and all that, oh, you can't do this, you're no good, blah, blah, blah. It's trying to keep you from getting hurt. Um, you know, a lot of times it's based on like past experience or whatever, but you got to push through that shit because that's the only way you can ever get any better or have a, you know, a good life. Like so many of us stay in shit situations or situations, if you will, um, because we're comfortable there and we're more comfortable in a shit situation that we know than uh, one that we're unfamiliar, where we're unfamiliar, you know, like it, we, we prefer comfort. Again, I'll relate it back to like just the most successful companies are usually peddling shit and garbage, but it's shit and garbage that we're comfortable with, what we're used to, that we've grown accustomed to. So we'll stick with that fucking shit, even if we know it's less value or, or of, of shitty quality, 
because of that fucking familiarity. Um, and that is what it is. I mean, that's that's fucking undeniable. When you when you look at the uh, look at the facts, look at the facts. Okay, look at the statistics. <laughs> um, I mean, just go outside and look at all the most successful businesses in your town. What do you think's going on? We're always being fucking sold something. So it's like, it's the way our brain works. I had I had a clear thought about this earlier. Because it's like, I think about like, um, trying to better ourselves. You find people who are doing this stuff or living a life that you want to, and then you try to emulate what they're doing. And that starts from childhood. You uh, emulate whatever the fuck your parents are doing or anyone else you see doing whatever to try to learn how to be a fucking person. And then as you go through life, you just, yeah, you're going to continually, continuously do that shit. Um, and that's what marketing is too. It takes advantage of that because it's like you should see all these cool, good-looking people living this certain way, having doing this certain shit. And you're like, wow, I'm going to do that shit too. And um, I'm going to use that service product or service and I'll be fucking cool and good looking and have a happy life like these dickheads right here. And it seems so fucking silly. Like, I wouldn't fall for that. What am I, a fucking idiot? But it's like, we all do. We all do. Marketing isn't done because it doesn't work. It does fucking work. And um, I mean, are you fucking drowning in debt? I, I fucking am. I just climbed out after a life fucking, life crippling fucking debt. I, and I'm just sinking myself back in because you have to live beyond your means, it seems. It seems. Um, because you have so much shit put, planted in your fucking brain to believe you have to fucking spend and consume more than you fucking have. And as much as I believe that I'm immune to so many forms of marketing, there's still shit getting in there. There's still shit deeply implanted in my fucking brain that makes me uh, want shit that I don't need and spend money I don't fucking have. Um, it is what it is. But anyway, I gotta wrap this up because I gotta go. But um, another thing that's driving me fucking nuts is people who are fucking seeking glory. Um... And by that I mean, some people, like me, I just want something to be done and I want it to be done properly or whatever. I don't give a shit who does it or how as much as I just want something done. Some people care more about just getting glory for or being like praised or, or t doing something themselves just so that they can feel good that they did something rather than it just getting done. And it's... I'm not given a good fucking uh, explanation of this. Um, I have a lot of examples as well. Also, I didn't finish telling that fucking story um, about that gay birthday party I was at. I, I mean, I, I um, a birthday party cannot have a sexual preference. I mean, it was a gay, it was a, par a birthday party full of gay dudes. But it was there's a few humorous uh, goings ons that I wanted to talk about and. Uh, Oh, you fucking twat. I didn't, thought this guy was going to run that fucking thing. He was halfway through and then he started flashing his high beams at me. Anyway. Alright. Uh, I'm done for now. But um, I got to I gotta, I gotta pick up those two things in the next one. You think I'll remember? I fucking doubt it. My memory is fucked. Alright, I love you all, okay? Be well. What's happening, everybody? How's it going? All right, I got to get right down to business. There was two things I said I was going to talk about 
last night and fuck. One of them was just just uh, a couple of interesting things that happened at, at that birthday party of my cousin. Um, fuck, I can't remember what the other thing was though. There's another thing I wanted to talk to. Uh, I was so proud of myself just now for even remembering one fucking thing. Because the dementia test is usually three things. They, they ask you to, or the Alzheimer's, dementia, whatever, they ask you to remember three things. Um, I've taken this many times because a lot of people say, oh, you have all the symptoms of someone with Alzheimer's or dementia, which would be very unlikely for someone in their 30s, but it could happen. Um, the worst is, though, it's just they test me for that, and then when they find out I don't have that, they're like, okay, you're good. I'm like, no, I still have all these, this shit's still going on. I still, like, forget where I am and forget where I live and, 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 like, forget people's names that I've known my whole life and, like, what they look like and all this fucked up shit. Like, I'm still suffering. It's just, like, it, it's such an easy one. Or the other one is they walk you through all the shit. Like, there's a checklist to see if somebody is dangerous. Um, and they walk you through all that shit. And they're like, oh, okay, well, you know, you've never done this. This has never happened. This has never happened. Uh, one of them is, oh, you don't leave, like, stuff burning on the stove. And it's like, yeah, I do. Um, that's why I can't walk away from the stove because I'll forget that I'm cooking and set fire to the house. And, yeah, I've done that a few times. The thing is, though, um, and a lot of times they just walk you through that. They answer it for you so that they, you know what I mean? They're just pushing it along. It's the same thing if they think you're, like, suicidal because then legally they have to take action. So, actually, I don't mind that. That I'm, I'm very, very... Uh, reluctant to admit everything because I don't want to get locked up that's happened to people I know where they just they, they said the wrong thing and then they got fucking locked up and uh, it's it's scary you know like fuck sh like and also there's different states of mind where, where most of the time I'm harmless but there's sometimes if someone talked to me I, I get locked up like and, and I'm you know but the thing is is eventually I come back to sanity um However, it's terrifying because if somebody fucking locks you in a loony bin or a funny farm or a fucking, uh, whatever, a fucking mental asylum, whatever the fuck they are, and on a, on a historical note, actually, those things, so mentally ill people have existed forever. However, they weren't getting locked up. They just had a funny guy in the town, you know, make him like a town gesture. This, you know, that's just how things were dealt with or, or not dealt with. But they had all these big fucking buildings to isolate lepers, these leper colonies. And um, so they were using them for that. For And then finally they, they made some breakthroughs in leprosy. Actually, one of them, I, I was watching this leper colony in uh, wherever, they thought that um, the leprosy was causing all this fucking, like all this decay and all this, um, like their, their eyeballs were getting fucking like destroyed and their fucking limbs were falling off and all this shit they thought was getting caused by leprosy was actually rats. What it was was, yeah, it was killing the feeling in these parts of their bodies, but then they fall asleep and the fucking rats would eat these people's eyeballs and their fucking um, fingers and shit. So instead of medicine, well, I mean, they were trying to treat them with medicine and shit, but uh, anyway, what they did is they just got each guy a cat. Or they just have a few cats on site. And it improved them so greatly. Like one, having a, a cat companion to pet and snuggle and all that shit. Or any animal companion is like the best, one of the best things for you. Um, maybe that's why I'm so fucked. I never got to have a dog. 
I did have a cat. Well, my mom had cats, or people that I lived with had cats. Um, my mom got developed allergies in her 50s. For, like, you know you can keep developing allergies your whole fucking life? Isn't that fucked? My mom was never allergic to cats until she was in her 50s, and all of a sudden she was. I've been allergic to cats my whole life, but no one gave a fuck. They just had cats anyway. <laughs> but as soon as my mom developed allergies, those things had to go. I was like, oh, of course. But anyway, um... I struggle with long-term companionship between humans and animals because I just never really did it. Or I'm afraid. I'm very, very afraid, so I struggle. Um, anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. But leprosy, yeah, the cats, they, they scared away the rats. And then uh, there, there was an enormous fucking decrease in the, uh, the damage that was being done to these fucking poor people. And I mean poor fucking people, not just fucking unfortunate, but like very fucking poor, um, I can't remember what part of the world, um, that was, but, anyway, it's where you get to, like, look back in history, and, like, into, like, a third world country, because they're still so far fucking behind, it sucks, it's, it's, uh, anyway, but I always say, uh, even though we house rodents as pets, and that, that's part of it, but I'd way rather just have one fucking cat than the goddamn rodents. I think I've dealt with most of the ones around my house, but, eh, it's an ongoing battle. The worst is grocery stores, holy fuck. And restaurants, there's always rats. It's not a matter of if or not, they have them or not, they're always, even brand new ones, even the fucking most well-built ones, there's always gonna be fucking rats. We're lucky because we don't store food in our warehouse, we very rarely get, we still get the occasional one, but it's very easy to deal with. We actually get bats and snakes and fucking whatever. We get all kinds of crazy shit. Actually, I was out back in the woods because our, our warehouse is in the woods. And I heard an elk call. I know because the guy I used to work with was a serious fucking hunter. And he used to practice his elk calls in the truck. Because it's one of these ones you got to put in your mouth and practice. And uh, so I'm like, either there's an elk back here, which could be trouble. Or there's a fucking guy hunting back here, which is big fucking trouble. Because I, you know, I could look like a fucking wild animal or some kind of Sam Squanch and get fucking shot while taking a piss in the fucking woods. But, uh, because a lot of these guys are fucking morons. So, anyway. I can't remember the fucking things, but I'll, I'll just try to rip through this fucking story so I can get it off of my fucking plate. Um, I go to this fucking, <laughs> this, uh, birthday party and it's, yeah, it's me, my ma... And uh, my cousin's brother and his wife, so they're like, uh, you know, um, and 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 then these like, there's like 50 fucking uh, gay dudes that are between 40 and 70. So it's just like we're just very out of place. And um, but anyway, they were just the nicest fucking guys ever. They're so much fun to party with. But we get in there. And my mom's making this punch, and this guy comes in. He's like, "Oh, what's this?" And um, She's like, oh, this is a punch. She's like, oh, excellent. She's like, it's a virgin punch um, because she wasn't putting any booze in it. She's like, and he's like, oh, well, who's a virgin here? <laughs> and then she's like, I am. And as and as long as I'm here, my son is. <laughs> it was the funniest thing that she. Um, obviously, those facts are contradictory, but um, 
I just love the way she said it. And then he's like, oh, okay, fantastic. So, so you're Virgin Ronnie? And he starts, um, I just did this like hand motion. He starts like fucking uh, sliding his hand up and down my fucking arms. Back then I, I, was, I was pretty jacked. I had nice big guns, which really attracts a certain uh, type. I, oh, and I also have a big beard. So I'm a big hit with a lot of gay guys. Like your parent name a bear. Um, anyway, usually I find it flattering, but this guy was just a bit much. <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, Virgin Ronnie. Okay, excellent. Anyway, so this guy fucking brings me up into the backyard where we we're having this big party, and he introduces me to everybody as Virgin Ronnie. <laughs> And he's just like, ah, oh, have you met Virgin Ronnie? And I'm like, oh, thanks, ma. Fuck, I didn't know, I didn't, wasn't sure if I was going to get a nickname, but you fucking just served that one up on a platter. <laughs> oh, jeez. But anyway, then this other guy comes up. Um, I feel like there was more funny stuff that happened, but it, there was a younger guy who was, I think he was like 29, and I, I think I was like anyway and um he was yeah he was the only young guy there and then so uh, i was talking to him and then um he invited me into his place he lived in the basement and i'm like uh you know i, I don't know i really like being outside when i'm drinking it's a sunny day and then he's like oh okay he's like wait are you you're not gay i'm like no no i'm not and then he's like oh okay oh okay and I'm like, wait, what the fuck? I'm like, why don't you ask me before you invite me down to your fucking sex dungeon? What the fuck were you inviting me? You know what I mean? It's like, we need to clarify these things. You know, I was talking before about how you should have like a, an app with a status that tells people whether or not you want to be disturbed. We really also need one to, to de determine your uh, sexuality. You know what I mean? Because what if I did go down into this place? You know what I mean? Things could have got real awkward real fast. Or I might have found out that I really was gay all along. That, that would have been... <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway, uh, something similar happened. I don't know if I told the story, but um, this one guy, oh, my God, he would not stop fighting with me. It was like one thing after another. Um, I was at this party, and he kept fucking challenging me. I don't know why. He was so confrontational. And so he kept fucking fighting with me. Then at one point he wanted to arm wrestle me. And I'm like, oh my God, I hate arm wrestling. It's so fucking stupid. Uh, but I'm like, if it'll shut this guy up, I'll fucking arm wrestle this guy. I'll even let him win. He probably will win because I suck at arm wrestling. I think it's fucking stupid. So I did it. And uh, he won. And I'm like, good for you. Good for you. I figured he would shut the fuck up. But then he started fucking gloating and bragging and being such a cunt about it. And I told the guy, I'm like, buddy, arm wrestling doesn't mean shit. If you don't stop breaking my balls, I'm going to take you outside and beat the living shit out of you in front of everybody here. And I'm going to make you fucking cry. Um, I don't normally, I don't want to act like a hard-on. I, I hate when people act like this. But this guy was fucking pushing me nonstop all night. Um, and then fucking he started acting like he was smarter than me. And saying that it's way more impressive to bully someone mentally. So that, that's, that, then we, then we, we started getting in all these fucking intelligent, like, I can't even talk right now, but back then I was a hell of a lot more sharp intelligently, uh, I was a lot more eloquent with my words and, and quick on my feet as far as, um, um, and all, especially in this moment too, because this guy was challenging me when he couldn't be, when he, when he decided that somehow, um, 
I could best him physically, he wanted to try to best me mentally, and then he started battling me that way. And it's like, it occupied my whole night, which pissed me off, because normally it's like, okay, whatever, you want to play these fucking games, I'm, I'm used to this shit, I know a lot of people like this, uh, but there were so many of my fucking dear friends that were there at this party that I wanted to spend quality time with, and this guy just occupied all my time and energy, but also it gets awkward for other people around if you're like fighting and fucking, uh, there's all this tension and shit. And I don't like that. I like to keep the peace. I like to keep a nice, happy, loving environment for everybody. So that's why I suggested, I was like, if you don't want to fucking let any of this shit go, we're gonna, I'm going to take you outside. We're going to sell it. Just you and me. No fucking audience. It's, I hate when people want a fucking audience. I don't want to fight in front of people. Um, especially like just, just having tense arguments and shit. It's like couples that fight. Oh my God. Nothing's worse. Like if my missus wants to give me hell... Uh, that's between me and her, you know, that's, that's just, that's our fucking thing, I will not fucking do that shit in public or in front of others, I can't stand trashy fucking people like that, uh, that need an audience, they want to ruin everyone else's fucking night with their drama and bullshit just to get attention, it's like, go on Jerry Springer, get the fuck out of my fuck, like, I, you know, that shit has ruined so many of my fucking nights, I remember at one time saying, like, I'd rather just be at work. I honestly... Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's people that do this shit at work, too. They try to create drama and problems and shit. Because it's the only way they can get attention. But it's like it got to the point where it's like my my weekends or my fucking nights off or whatever um, are so fucking annoying. Are so stressful. I, I don't even want to do this anymore. Like, I can't be around people like this anymore. I, I won't do it. And you guys know exactly the type of people I'm talking about. Um, so anyway, it's like, fuck, just keep the peace. Like, fuck, let everyone have a fucking good time. Or if you're going to be a cunt, go somewhere else. My voice is cracking. Anyway, I didn't even get to the funny part of this story. <laughs> um, even though this guy was annoying, we kept partying until fucking six or seven. We found a lot of common ground eventually. Oh, actually, it was after everyone else left. It's like six or seven a.m. Because once this guy didn't have an audience, he stopped fucking attacking me so much. A lot of people are just threatened by your fucking presence. Whether it's mental or physical. Um, if they feel like you're more of an alpha, I guess, or more dominant than they are. And there's a million different ways. It's not just being the biggest, strongest guy. Which at the time I was. But that's not. That's why he started attacking me mentally. Sometimes it can be a mental thing. Sometimes it can just be you're the best at a certain fucking thing. But the thing is, is alpha status, as I define it, um, sometimes it is just being biggest or strongest or whatever, or the toughest. It's like, but sometimes it's being the smartest. Sometimes it's being the best. It's like when I went to the um, airsoft thing. That completely changed everything. Actually, and I remember writing an essay about this. As technology develops, being the biggest, strongest guy doesn't mean nearly as much. We don't live in a fucking, uh, what's the word? survival of the fittest like just the biggest strongest person is is in charge because there's so many other factors so anyway i was on a team with all the biggest strongest guys there's like these big fucking football player guys they put us all on one fucking team and i remember some kids showed up this airsoft thing and they were all they, they saw us and we're all scared and intimidated and said oh my god we're gonna get killed and it's like you have no idea because it was the little small fucking nerdy guys that were absolutely destroying us because they were way fucking better at what we were doing so it made them in this fucking instance the alphas and i i know they fucking just absolutely love that um 
And, you know what I mean? It's good. It's good to get fucking... Um, or it's like if you start trying to do a fighting style you've never done it before or whatever. Like, I'll tell you, I, I could feel tough out in the street or certain circumstances. But when I went to a gym or a dojo for, like, any sort of fucking training, like, in fighting, I was a fucking pussycat. I was an absolute fucking rookie fucking... Like, or anytime you get to a new job, it's just like you, you, you lose all of your fucking status. You And you know what I mean? It's like going from, like grade 8 to grade 9, or, or going from, uh, the, like, your OAC or grade 12 or whatever the fuck, uh, your final year of high school, I was in there for, like, seven years, but I was still in grade 9, I went to seven high schools, <laughs> I just graduated a year ago, okay, guys, fucking leave me alone, but anyway, then you gotta go to college, you gotta start all over, um, as, as a nobody, and anyway, you guys understand my point, you probably did a while back, it didn't help us at all to be big. We were uh, in this fuck or in the woods and as doing the airsoft. We were just big fucking targets. The wider you are, the worse it is. All your strength and shit does not help. Um, you need to be fucking small and fast and fucking sharp. You need to, you know, your head needs to move fast. Your brain needs to react quick. You need, you need um, a good aim. You need a lot of things that I did not fucking have. Um, so. Oh, yeah, I, I keep fucking uh, getting derailed from this fucking story, these stories. Um, anyway, the, uh, yeah, this guy's like, oh, you want to go back to my house? And, like, this guy that kept fucking uh, fighting, trying to fight with me every which way uh, to, atta to attain some sort of dominance. He was like, oh, do you want to go back to my house and, like, finish off the night? I'm like, oh, I figure, you know, there's going to be booze, probably some drugs. I'm like, yeah, fuck, let's keep partying, man. I'm fucking... Like, you know, let's, let's fucking go. I, I, I'm feeling good. And, um, as we're walking, he's like, wait, are you, are you gay? Are you bisexual? I'm like, no, no, why? And then he's like, oh, okay. Well, never mind then. I'm like, wait, what, again, what the fuck were we going to do? And, uh, what if he didn't ask me? I'm like, I thought we were just going to go party some more. I, and again, that, even that word, what does that mean? Uh, I, I usually it involves drugs, but it could mean all kinds of weird gay sex. Uh, <laughs> so I'm like, why the fuck? Ah, for fuck's sakes. But again, I'm glad that, that, that these guys are asking before we get into some really awkward fucking shit. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, what are you going to do? But anyway getting away from the gayness for a minute um as far as the big small thing a lot of people are very misunderstood they think you know if you're a big guy nobody challenges you uh they underestimate small guys and it's like because of this dynamic a lot of times big guys aren't challenged as much and they don't try as hard it's not always the case you can't take anything for granted trust me uh and a lot of small guys try way harder but it's because they're underestimated and it's because yeah it's um Anything can be compensated for. Whatever the fuck you're lacking, you can fucking develop whatever the fuck you have enough to um, overcome that. And, like, I, I've, I'll tell you, every no big guy was born big. So they all know what it feels like to be fucking small. And I'll tell you, it takes a lot more fucking bravery to be a small fucking person, I think. Um, I actually, and, I, and because I have dysmorphia, I'm always going to feel small on my own terms. I, um, I you know, I... It's not, I'm not that bad. I'm not like severely fucking, um, 
concerned or whatever. Like, it's not like when you're young. When you're young, you're so fucking self-conscious, especially in your teen years. I don't know if you're anything like me. I was so insanely self-conscious of myself. Um, it was ridiculous. It's just like, um, you see me and one of my best friends, when we used to be young, we were small. We're really big now. Now we're fat fucks, like, sweating in the winter wearing t-shirts. But... When we were young, we were wearing like 20 fucking layers. Like, you see pictures of us when we we're fucking young, and we we're wearing all these fucking shirts, even in the summertime, because we we're so self conscious about being small. It's ridiculous. Um, but I don't know. But everyone has their stuff. Um, and I, I honestly, it's like, it's so easy to forget what it's like when you're young and, and, and to be fucking scared and. Uh, yeah, just not know who you are yet. You're not like a fully developed person. You're not feeling confident in who you are. But then again, age, that's why I'm just using the term young. Uh, a lot of people age at very, very different rates for so many fucking reasons. There's so many factors, you know. It's like you meet some guy from like fucking Eastern Europe who's like 20 years old. A lot of times it's like this guy's been working since he's like fucking 13. You know, he's been in the army. He's fucking killed people with his bare hands. This guy's like fucking 20 years old but you meet a 20 year old that grew up here he's like never worked hardly just fucking done some school doesn't hasn't done shit you're gonna tell me they're the same age like yeah they've existed the same amount of time but you think they're the same maturity and level of grown up um it's absurd but anyway ah Right now I'm late for work and I'm stuck behind this fucking pole smoker fucking asshole in a big white pickup truck who's got his fucking, he's got an unsecured load of furniture in the back and he's just driving super fucking slow. This, it maddens me. It fucking just, it's like just not wearing a seatbelt. It's worse, or, or no, well I mean, it's like, well at least if you're not wearing a seatbelt you're probably just gonna fuck yourself up if you crash. This shit is gonna fly out of the back of that fucking truck and smash into the guy tailgating him. I, I have no sympathy for somebody tailgating, but you could fucking kill somebody. You could destroy whatever the fuck's in the back. You could destroy someone's vehicle. You could fuck up so much fucking shit. Like the risk versus reward. What's the reward? Not spending eight seconds putting a strap, or you don't even have straps. I don't even think you should be able to have a fucking truck. If you don't have a, a straps to secure your fucking load, what are you doing? Uh, every day, man. Someone picked up a washing machine yesterday. They didn't even get it. They, 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 they're, there's two of them, and they're just looking at me, waiting for me to load them up. I'm waiting for them to clear a space in the back of their truck. You know, and they, they always show up in the fucking, like, horse manure welding truck. They're welding horse manure because there's all these fucking metal shavings and fucking grease. It's like the pipe threading fucking horse shit truck. It's like most of the people driving around are never using their truck for anything but to drive around and try to feel big and be cunts. But then you get the guys that do have the working trucks. These are the guys that are, are borrowed one and they don't want to fucking pay for delivery. Okay. And then they want you to package this shit up. They want you to clean their truck up. They want you to put unwrapped. They want you to assemble their fucking furniture. But then you got to fucking pa unpack it and then pack it back up. They want hours of fucking labor for nothing. And it, to me, I, I, I can't help but take it personally. Because it's like, you're saying that what I do every day, the many jobs that I do every day should not be paid for. No one should pay for it. It's worthless. You're saying that my life is fucking pointless and worthless. Like, that's what I'm hearing when people say, I don't want to pay for your services. It's like, I will fucking kill you for free. 
for free as a service to fucking humanity and blow up your fucking piece of shit, filthy fucking truck. Every truck, in my opinion, is too dirty or clean. The ones driving around doing fucking nothing too clean and then the ones coming to pick up fucking unwrapped goddamn furniture. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, these guys, they wouldn't clear a fucking spot. I loaded the fucking thing up on them for them. And then I go to, like, strap it in or whatever. No strap. They didn't even fucking put up the tailgate. They just left a loose fucking washing machine on the back, like, just teetering off. I'm like... Oh, and then they, they, they kept saying they weren't going far. And it's like, I strap shit when I'm driving across this yard. We have a very big yard from the warehouse to the sales floor. And um, we have a very big property. And a lot of it's uneven. So if you don't live here in this fucking warehouse, and you're not, you're not staying here forever, you're going far. It's like the guy who, who asked the guy if he took his cell phone outside. If he doesn't live here at the fucking Kudo kiosk, he fucking went outside, you fucking idiot which voids the warranty. <laughs> uh, anyway, I gotta go, guys. I am late. I'm even more late because of this fuckhead who doesn't strap in his fucking furniture. If you guys don't strap in furniture, um, just, I don't even have anything fucking clever to say. Just do it. Just fucking do it. If, if not for, for yourself or for your fucking shit, shit or anyone else on the road or the tickets you get from MTO, do it for me. The little guy. The mixter. Obviously, that's a Simpsons reference. I love you all. Be well.